Sippers, welcome along to this week's episode of the Tea With Me podcast. I say this week's, we're doing two this week, we're doing two every week during this lockdown time. We're doing a Wednesday episode and a Friday episode for all of yous. On Monday, we do a private Patreon audio episode, which is patreon.com slash tea with me podcast if you want to support the podcast if you want to take it to another level freak me baby oh yeah what a song i mean that is a very let's just get into it that's a very underrated song freak me by another level let me lick you up and down i mean don't lick somebody up and down you know certain areas for sure you know like neck um, but but definitely don't lick people like up to up and down because that sounds like you're going top from bottom, you know that sounds like you're licking the top of somebody's head and also the soles of their feet and that would make you a dirty bastard. Let me lick you up and down till you say stop, stop me, stop me, stop. I don't even know you. You know what I mean? You're just my taxi driver, guys. It's great to have you along. You know what? We are in this in this unchartered water situation we are in this in this crazy time we're living through it but the sun is out and when the sun's out guns out and if you're watching the video podcast what you're seeing is a rifle okay um yes i'm wearing a vest that's where we are with the lockdown quarantine situation the big man is wearing a vest and nobody's offended you know, I can only do this in lockdown because, you know, if I was wearing a vest doing a podcast normally and people were allowed out, they'd come around and beat me up because that's what we do in Northern Ireland. We don't let people express themselves. You know, boys aren't allowed to wear vests. Only in, like, New York are boys allowed to wear vests. You know, in Northern Ireland, in a lot of places you find you can't even wear sunglasses. You know, for some reason, sunglasses haven't been accepted by the everyman in Northern Ireland. You know, you still be walking about in June with a pair of sunglasses on and, like, one of your mates will go, the fuck are you doing, dickhead? What are you doing? You must think you're a class. And you're like, no, it's 24 degrees. And what are you wearing sunglasses for? UV rays. Dickhead. All right, mate. You know, so I'm just enjoying it. I'm wearing shorts and a vest and I just did a workout in my garden with absolutely no shirt on. And let that sink in. Because people people saw me. And that's what we're doing. Okay, we're, do, we're wearing vests. We're having workouts. And the sun comes out and all of a sudden you go, you know what, we're, we're in an absolute crisis at the minute. But the sun is out. And when the sun's out, it takes your mood up at least 5%. And I'm drinking tea in the sun because a lot of people won't do that. A lot of people go, no, you need like a, a soft drink or, or a cocktail. No, you don't. Karen. Alright, what you need is a nice tea. And today, for this episode... By the way, thanks to everybody who watched and listened to Wednesday's episode with the legend that is Jim Owen. What a guy, just like, doing the podcast. Jim Owen, over in Australia, living his life, living upside down in Australia. You know, just trying to keep... Just trying to keep attached to the land and not just fall into space like the rest of the Australians. And he's like, man, I'll just come do your podcast. And also... We've, I've got another podcast in the bank with a guest and then also listen to the excitement in my voice because another guest today that I asked to do the podcast just went, yeah, because everybody has time. We all have time. 
we've got T and time, the two T's. Um, as you can see, if you're watching the video podcast on my YouTube channel, oh, well, why did the focus go all weird? Oh no, it's all good. Um, I shouldn't do tech things, like technical things. We've established this from last week's episode with Jim Owen because there was something wrong with my microphone. And I sounded like this here. I was like, so Jim, mate, how'd you get into comedy at all? Whenever I heard it back. And by the way, that's not the way I speak. So thanks to everyone who actually listened, despite the fact that I sound like an alien. Hopefully I sound normal this week and just look like an alien with my long fingers. Let me take a little drink of tea. Mmm. Mmm. That is delicious. I hope everybody is watching along, listening along with the tea themselves. Whether We accept all kinds, whether you're black. I mean, black in terms of you drink black tea. I don't mean black as in skin. I mean, you know... Okay, move on. Green. You could be a green tea drinker. You could be a chamomile drinker. But what the last few episodes of the podcast have told us is nobody likes an Earl Grey drinker. So if you're an Earl Grey drinker, unsubscribe. Fuck off. That's serious. All right. I'm only joking. Come back. You're welcome back in. Today in this episode, I got asked a question last week about conspiracy theories and I feel like I didn't have enough time to get properly stuck into it. So that's what this episode is going to be. I don't know a lot about conspiracy theories. I'm not this kind of guy. Some of my friends do. I'm looking at comedians like Connor Keyes and Mickey Bartlett. You know, on their podcast, Deck Chair and Yums, which is one of the many local podcasts that you should definitely, as well as this one, go listen to. Uh, and also Boytown uh, came out today and you have but it'll be yesterday if you're listening to this and they came out. Boytown Podcast, me and Dave Elliott, we've set up a way to do it remotely. So we're not even in each other's houses yet, we're still doing it. Weird. So you can check that out. But Mickey and Connor love their conspiracy theories. People love conspiracy theories at a time like this, you know. So I want to look at some and just see what I think of them. I want to know what theories are out there. Like, I, we all know the big 9-11 one, you know, that it, that it was, you know dumb like it was an inside job mate normally when people tell me about conspiracy theories i go how does it affect me though you know people are like see over in see over in hungary mate they're actually they're saying it's 50 percent free in the bags of crisps but actually it's about 38 percent i don't care it makes no difference to me but i want to look at the big conspiracy theories that are out there but before i do that just as I was sort of like, you know, making my tea, getting ready for this podcast, Dave Elliott, my good friend, one of my best friends, sends me um, <laughs> sends me a screenshot from Britney Spears from her social media. And Britney Spears, this is maybe if like, you know, this whole, this whole fucking crazy situation, the crazy time that we're living in at the minute, if it's given us one positive, it's that... Earlier on today, Britney Spears posted um, a screenshot of the stopwatch on her phone. Um, Britney Spears basically says this. She's posted a time, right? So when you look at the picture, you can see a time on the screen, which is 5 seconds, 0.97, 5.97 seconds. And Britney Spears, as in, I must confess that my loneliness that Britney Spears says, ran my first five, like five, ran my first five, as in five seconds, 
Getting over your fear of pushing it in the beginning is the key. Once I did that, I hit five. Usually I run for six or seven. My first try was nine. And now I did it. Whoop. A hundred meter dash. Now, fair play to anybody who gets out, does a bit of fitness, goes for a run, especially at a time like this. But at the same time, Britney Spears saying she ran 100 metres in 5.97 seconds would mean... (laughs) Now, I could be wrong because I don't know the facts. I don't know the facts. I wasn't there. But... (laughs) Innocent till proven guilty. But Britney Spears is saying not only has she obliterated the 100 metres record, like, of all time, but she's done it by over four seconds. So Britney Spears has gone into lockdown and basically just let everyone know, hey guys, just a quick heads up, I just broke the world 100 meter record and I did it with four seconds to spare. Now if that's true, Britney's redeemed herself from the time she gave herself a skinhead and put an umbrella through some fella's window. Fair play to Britney Spears. Um, Someone says, if this was the case, why didn't she take up an athletics career Instead of singing, she'd have won every single medal imaginable <laughs> and would have all the world records to her name. She's 38 as well, so this is unbelievable. This is a bit like when Kim Jong-un said that he played golf and he got something like 18 holes in one, which is impressive. You know, don't be a dictator white dead now, but why Why were you a dictator? Why were you not just on the PGA Tour absolutely mugging off Tiger Woods? I mean, that's very, very, very enjoyable. Um... Yeah, it didn't happen in the year awards. I've said this is already their their number one thing. Um, should I go on Britney Spears' Instagram and see see what some of the comments are? Very, very, very enjoyable from Britney. I mean, if it's just banter as well, I like it from her. Uh, but yeah, fair play. Britney Spears, for anybody just joining us, has broken, <laughs> as unlikely as it sounds, the 100 meter records. Uh... I mean, what's mental is so many people are such fans of Britney that they're just like really into this and being like fair play, unbelievable. Um, some people are accusing her of being on steroids. I mean, I feel like two things here. Either Britney is the owner of like some sort of Nokia 5210 that's absolutely packed it in and it's given her a false time. Or the other or the other option, which is Britney Spears is just the fastest person in the world. And either are enjoyable to me. Let me see what people are saying on Twitter. <laughs> Britney Spears claims she beat Usain Bolt's world record by running 100 metres in 5.97 seconds. If Britney said she beat Usain Bolt, then Britney Spears beat Usain Bolt. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah... That's enjoyable. I mean, Twitter can be so sarcastic, but I'm I'm absolutely here for it. Yeah, people are like, Britney Spears, the new fastest human on earth. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a complete spoof from Britney, but it's so unnecessary. Like, who was saying to her, like, you know, you're really going to have to beat this record here? I enjoy it. Okay, let's let's get on with these, with these conspiracy theories. Um conspiracy theories 
main conspiracy theories, or should it, should I go for like ten conspiracy theories? Yeah, let's find like the the biggest ones ever from Time Magazine. See, how do I know that the people who've written this aren't in on the conspiracy? Mind blown. Okay, let's let's just do a couple here. All right, let's just do a couple of these. Number one, the JFK assassination. So all I know about this is John F. Kennedy was the president of America and some fella shot him in the head. And that isn't funny, but it's just funny that that's my only knowledge of it, like most of us. Lee Harvey Oswald, didn't he do it from like a library or something? Yeah, it happened in 1963. Struck by two bullets, one in the head, one in the neck. While... Mm, freak me, baby. One in the head, one in the neck. Let me pick you up in while riding an open top limo through Dallas. Lee Harvey Oswald was um, charged with killing him and acted alone. Right, here's the conspiracy theory. Uh, 70% of Americans believe Kennedy's death was a result of a broader plot. Ooh, the trajectory of the bullets, some say, didn't square with Oswald's perch on the sixth floor of the book depository. I only have a bit of knowledge about this, by the way. This gives you my level of intellect because of an episode of South Park. Others suggest a second gunman, perhaps on the grassy knoll of Dealey Plaza, participated in the shooting. I mean, nobody else was arrested for it, and when you look round, the second person wasn't there. So I'm just going to say what a lot of us were thinking. It was Britney Spears, the only person quick enough. <laughs> the only person who could fire a shot and then literally sprint back to your house 400 miles away and just be chilling in the living room by the time anybody looked up. It was Britney Spears. And you know what happened? When they bring her in for this, because she's maybe done it before, they'll go, you know, you've murdered someone, you murdered JFK way before you were born. And she'll go, I think I did it again. You know, so she'll essentially admit, admit that she did it. Um, Kennedy was Kennedy killed by CIA agents, either out of anger over the Bay of the Pigs, or at the behest of Vice President Lyndon Johnson. Mobsters mad at Kennedy's brother might have killed him for initiating the prosecution of organized gangs. Speculation over one of history's most famous political assassinations is such a popular game that most people have taken the rumors to heart. Thirty-two percent of those believe that Oswald carried out the killing on his own. I mean, I I don't know. I also think that, like, you know, back in the day, also, like, Irish people absolutely love JFK. Like, apparently a lot of people used to have photos up of, this is true, of Jesus in their house and one of JFK. So I'd say they were pretty mad about it. I mean, I, I just realised when looking at this sort of thing, I would be a terrible, like, crime scene investigator, a terrible detective, because... They are very smart the way they can look at someone who's been shot in the head and go, this bullet came from over there and that one's two miles that way. How do you do... If See, if I was the investigator and he had two bullets in his head, I'd go, uh, yeah, it's probably, probably just the same person. Like, And they go, yes, but what about the direction of the bullets? And I, and then I would just go, well, whatever, whatever you guys think. <laughs> I go, here, uh, whatever, whatever you think, I, I, I really wouldn't know. You know, but... um. Yeah, I I don't know. Also, you know, open top limo. 
just driving around waving at people. I mean, don't be at that at the same time. Don't be at that. Um, yeah, I mean, that doesn't really offer anything. The the 9-11 cover-up, should we look at that? Let's look at the 9-11 cover-up. I mean, I feel totally unqualified to talk about that, but I, I remember about 9-11 being in school and someone telling us about it in class and you had no idea about the level that that was on. You know what I mean? You're sort of like in school, you're messing about drinking a bubblegum vitsaid. Some other idiot comes into the class and tells you about it. You know, some other child. We don't know anything. He, I mean, they probably told it totally wrong. You know, I'm pretty sure someone told me it, it was Spars Shopping Centre in Belfast. But then later on, watching it on TV, that's when it properly kicked in. And there are loads of... I mean, people are obsessed with talking about the fact that it was an inside job and made you have to look at the YouTube videos. But then, see, here's the thing. There's all these conspiracy YouTube videos out there, you know, where you can, like, you can really break it down and they point arrows at things and they're like, what do you think about this? And then I go to watch those, but then I get distracted very easily by the sidebar on YouTube. You know, because on the sidebar, you know, you'll be watching 9-11, inside job, question mark, and on the sidebar, it'll say, watch... Korea's hottest K-pop boy band, BTS, go behind the scenes in their latest video. And I go, okay, that's interesting. It could be an inside job. I don't know. I have no idea. But at the same time, let's see what these boys are getting up to. And they're all, doing dances with different colored hair. So I get distracted very easily when it comes to that. So, I mean, again, it's another one. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like this could be a new series for me for BBC Northern Ireland. When all this coronavirus is over, conspiracy theories, and people lay the facts out to me, and I just go, I don't know. Um, yeah, this is heavily imprinted in American minds, 9-11. It, there's so many alternative explanations. Uh, a poll found 42% of Americans believe the government and the 9-11 commission concealed or refused to investigate critical evidence. Uh, the military, why did the military fail to hijack intercept the hijacked plane had the government issued a stand down order to minimise interference I mean here's the thing as well it's a bit like the flat earth thing see for this amount of cover ups I feel like and also people might be watching this go they've got the him they've got the him he's getting money from the Illuminati to say this I think so many people would have to be in on that that eventually you'd get one fella who just has way too many pints of smithics in the bar one night and goes, lads, I need to tell you this thing that I was asked to do back in the day. You know, it's like flat earth. Think if the earth was flat about how many people would have to know and you're saying one of them wouldn't be a juicy wee gossip? No, no, honey. People always gossip. Um, yeah. While the team found no evidence that the government had planned the attacks, lack of proof has really stopped conspiracy theorists before. I mean, at the end of the day, conspiracy theories are something to do. You know what I mean? Like, there's that guy who went on Joe Rogan, Bob Salazar? Is that what it is? No, maybe that's wrong. He, he, I can't remember. He, he said that he worked in Area 51. <laughs> is that is Area 51 the alien place? Or is that is that like a nightclub in Banbridge? I'm not sure, but this guy said he worked on this alien spacecraft, basically, and they found an alien. I mean, at the end of the day, he didn't. <laughs> at the end of the day, he he also did. You know, he, 
he did he didn't like you know it's when it's a bit like when people say they've seen ghosts my mother actually saw a ghost she felt this chill run through her and then a painting fell onto the ground and a ghost said to her what's for dinner you know, none of you, you're, you ever meet someone tells you about a ghost, and you go, "That's really interesting." But I mean, it didn't happen. But that's oh wow. And sorry if anybody, if anybody listening, says I actually have seen a ghost. You haven't. People will be ripping about that. I I enjoy that. People will be watching this ripping. How dare he say that? I actually have. I mean, the only guy who saw a ghost was a fella in Sixth Sense. Bruce Willis was dead the whole time, by the way. Spoiler alert. I mean, look, I'm going to stop looking at conspiracy theories because, number one, it's not that interesting content for the podcast. And secondly, my attitude will always be, mm, I know, could be. We're going to have a really quick message from a local charity. This is what I'm going to do for the next couple of weeks. A really quick 30-second message because, hey, sponsors aren't going to be dishing out money at this sort of time. I totally get that. So let's give a platform to some local charities. See what happens. We'll do that for a while. And then I'm back with listeners' questions, tweets, and that whole shebang. Sippers, this week's uh, charity shout-out, which we're, we're going to do, is Lifeline. Lifeline is a Northern Ireland crisis response helpline for people who are experiencing distress or despair. No matter what your age or where you live in Northern Ireland, if you're someone you know is in distress or despair, Lifeline is here to help. The number for Lifeline is 0808-808-8000. There's probably a way easier way of reading that, but 0808-808-8000. <laughs> that was probably the worst second time around. Calls the lifeline are free to people living in Northern Ireland who are calling from UK landlines and mobiles. So, basically, I'm totally aware, you see on social media, you can imagine that a lot of people are financially worried at the minute. People are out of work for the first time. Self-employed people are struggling, business owners... Are, are facing the prospect of laying off staff and you might be someone who who was a member of staff that now uh you know is, is trying to apply for universal credit all that kind of thing i'm aware that can give people such a such a headache and um in in a lot of cases some some people are going to get into a real a real funk about it and that's totally understandable but what you can do is get in touch with lifeline you know it's a I keep saying it's a crazy time. That's the only way I can describe it. I hope that doesn't sound like I'm underplaying it. You know, this is a comedy podcast, but, you know, people that have families to support out there, people that have staff, you know, and, and you know, I can imagine if, if you lose your job or, or if you have to lay people off, it's going to be very, very stressful. Uh, and Lifeline is a fantastic organization, so give them a call if you are really despairing about this if you're really down you know and and they will do their best to help you with that so that's this week's charity call and we're going to do these every week uh in in place of a sponsor back to the podcast welcome back folks we've got so many questions so many questions on instagram and twitter and cheers for that because that sort of keeps this podcast ticking over because <laughs> I'm not doing anything, so I don't have loads of material to draw on. You know, I cut the grass yesterday. 
So if there was no questions, I would just be on this podcast talking about cutting grass for an hour, and there would be some like, you know, agricultural motherfuckers out there going, yes, that's what that's why we're listening in the hope you would talk about your grass sometime maybe but for now we're sweet with questions before i mow into these let me just make you aware of bbc radio ulster every friday me and dave elliott on the shane todd show it's just me and dave ripping it up basically we're we're ripping up what we normally do so i've been on radio ulster for i think this is my third or fourth series and what we do is we go in we do like a six-week run or a 10-week run and then and then we kind of go away and then we'll come back and that kind of thing and we we have a format for a show that we like we play some silly games we have laid back chat and we play play kind of like eclectic music but a couple of weeks ago or yeah last week for the first time it just didn't feel like we should be doing our normal show because it's not a normal time so i kind of thought why not try and obviously we're always going to be aware of what's going on at the minute with coronavirus but but i thought why not just try and get people out of their heads for <laughs> by the way i don't mean drunk <laughs> and so we so we're going around delivering tenants to people's door no i mean like get out of their thoughts for an hour and a half so we have this time slot six until seven thirty and i said to the guys at radio ulster is there any way i can just play old school dance music and everybody can just have a tear up in their house and in fairness they went yes which is unreal for a station to do that because look really ulster is sort of known broadly as a station that you know people maybe 40 and above listen to and it obviously isn't that because there's shows of all genres but you know i can imagine some people go there's no way you listen you play that in really ulster but the bosses are like you know what go for it and that takes a lot of balls so we're doing that again this friday we're playing a massive amount of old school dance so check that out you can listen online as well bbc radio ulster me and dave elliott also the boy town podcast that me and dave do I mentioned it earlier but it's up on apple Podcasts and everywhere else the boy town podcast it's silly fun me and dave so that comes out i don't know about you guys but i'm listening to a lot of podcasts to kind of not, not get me through not that dramatic but it's definitely it's definitely nice because you're not going out and having those conversations with others that you have before so whenever i am like cutting the grass or i'm doing a workout stick a podcast on and, and that's the way to go so um look let's get back into it let's let's give people what they want and that is answers to big questions let me see who's coming in hot on the questions by the way speaking of coming in hot i made a second cup of tea it's in a different mug so there we go. If you've gone in twice for cups of tea during this podcast, no one's going to think any less of you. Mm. And you, you'll notice if you're watching the video version that my mug says wifey. And uh, I don't feel the need to explain myself. Got questions. I got questions. Here we go. Let me get it up, said the bishop to the actress. Uh... uh. Why am I stupid at that? Oh, right, got it. So, Mark Miller comes straight in. The original Mac Miller says, Have you ever split a roasting hot cup of tea over your plums? Great question. Great use of the word plums. Get your plums out. Uh, Have I? No, I don't ever remember the sensation of spilling tea or anything like a warm 
drink over my plums. I don't I, I don't think so. I can imagine it wouldn't be nice. Like I drink about seven cups of tea a day, maybe ten, sometimes five. But I think if I did that it would put me off tea for a while. Like whenever I was a wee boy and I pulled up my zipper and I got my willy stuck in my zipper, I didn't wear zips for fourteen years after that. You know, so it put me off. Mark, if that's happened to you, man, I, I don't worry about it. You know, maybe you've stopped drinking tea since then, if it's a personal experience. Give tea another chance and let's make tea great again. Tuba says, who has the best dress sense out of your friends? Who would you swap styles with? Well, I think Dave Elliott had a similar question to this on his Sly Guy podcast. If we take it in terms of comedians, who has the best dress sense out of your friends? I mean, we all think we've got a good sense of style in people in general. You know, you're not going to wear clothes going, this doesn't look good. You wear clothes because you think they look good. Now, a lot of people might say, don't dare call yourself the best dress because you're wearing short shorts at the minute and a turquoise vest that says Nike FC. Hashtag influencer. I got the hookup on this. Don't even worry about it. But, um, I mean, I, I personally think I have the best style, but it's subjective. So... Somebody else might look at Rory Woods and go, no, that guy needs to be walking the catwalk in Milan in this contemporary outfit that he's got on. You know, Woodsy's a a very, Rory Woods is a very, you know, meat and two veg dresser, (laughs) you know, which does sound like code for homosexual. But Woodsy likes to wear, you know, he usually puts on a pair of dark jeans, like Vans and a plain t-shirt. There's never too much going on with the t-shirt. It's usually a plain, solid colour because Woodsy lets his eyes do the work. Kieran Bartlett, I mean, Kieran probably wouldn't mind me saying that I, I, I'm not envious of his style because Kieran likes to wear... For for a long time, he went through a phase of wearing pyjama bottoms out in public, like to business me. I mean, Kieran's a legit comedy writer. He's a screenwriter who's getting a lot of work made and he takes a lot of his business meetings in pyjamas. So I don't love that, I wouldn't love that style on me and also Kieran wears a lot of old school Adidas tracksuit bottoms and he looks, we've talked about this on the podcast, he came on but he looks like a breakdancer. So if I was going to a breakdancing tournament, I'd ask Kieran who his tailor is but um, also you've got Aaron McCann. Now, like me saying I love my style, Aaron loves his style, he's into golf wang, I don't know if that is the real name of it or I've just been a real pensioner there and said it wrong but he loves that gear the stuff that Tyler and the creator and the boys wear because that's his vibe that's what he likes now I personally am not into that he he wears a lot of like oversized stuff you know a lot of like oversized sweaters t-shirts and stuff I can't wear oversized stuff because when I wear oversized stuff I I look like medically I've lost a lot of weight you know so I can't wear oversized stuff, but I do like the oversized style. But sometimes, I mean, sometimes, look, I'm wearing a turquoise vest. Sometimes Aaron will wear, you know, a pink jumper with a donut on it. And I think at 31, I probably can't do that. But being a couple of years younger at his age, you know, I would I would maybe give it a run. Mickey Bartlett, I mean, Mickey definitely has a medley of styles. Like, Mickey wears a aeroplane fighter jet jacket you know like a sheepskin leather jacket he wears a flat cap skinny jeans and then here's the thing about mickey anytime mickey does like a big show 
and you know gets a little bit of cash he likes to order himself some customized night trainers <laughs> so so mickey I, I, I mickey's style is unpredictable you know so sometimes i'm like oh yeah i like that outfit then sometimes i'm like oh darling no so it's difficult to say and then dave elliott dave elliott wears only gear on giacomo you know he wears snowdonia this brand that he thinks is class but it's actually probably not and dave just wears black t-shirts doing stand-up you know to show affinity to louis ck um so I wouldn't mind Dave's style because it is it is quite simple, you know, like like the man himself. I would I don't mind his style. Sometimes he wears a nice hoodie, but I don't like the coats he wears. He wears coats with toggles on them, and to me that's very pedo. Um, and then Colin Colin Geddes definitely has. I say this: what I like about Colin's style is he has like almost like an outfit. You know, you look at him and you're like. You know, it, it, basically, if you saw clothes lying on a leisure centre changing room floor, if you saw his clothes, you'd go, Colin must be playing squash here, because that's his gear. Not many people in Northern Ireland wear that kind of gear, like that kind of outfit, a lot of camo, you know, brightly coloured hoodies, mm, skinny jeans, loves his trainers. That, that That's something we, we like to chat about, is footwear. You know, we Colin and I both, both appreciate a street snake. And um, and I gotta say, I do I do like his style. Obviously, like everyone, there's sometimes you know, he'll put an outfit on. I'm like, hey, respect. You know, I'm I'm kind of jealous that he gets to wear caps, like baseball caps. Well, not baseball caps. You know, like we Carhartt ones, because I I can't. Because whenever I put a hat on, I look like Make a Wish or sending me out to meet wrestlers. You know, so hats aren't an option for me. Um, that was a long answer to that question, but I hope you enjoyed it. Mm. Mary McKegney says, any advice on homeschooling? I mean, the thing is, I, whenever I was a kid, had such, I still do have a pretty short attention span. So homeschooling just wouldn't have worked for me, you know, because I would have just worn my parents down and been like let me go outside especially in this weather like it's unreal i think teach kids stuff that isn't on the on the syllabus you know let's teach kids how to pick a lock (laughs) let's teach our kids how to you know go into shops under the cover of darkness after they close and break into cash register that kind of thing you know valuable life experience no i'd say first of all if, if possible, do it alfresco. You know what I mean? Let's... Because that was the best thing in school. What about... What about in school when the t- a teacher used to go, when it was getting into the good weather, a teacher would go, right, grab your stuff. We're going out to the grass outside. And that, I don't mean like a stoner teacher who's like, we're going out to smoke joints. I mean a teacher who's like, come on, we'll sit out in, in, in one of the school like lawns and we'll do the lesson out there. Unreal. Music teacher did that once. I was like, I mean, you can do that with music because none of us are ever going to go on to be platinum recording artists. But, <laughs> I mean, music in school was only always the same instruments, like the xylophone and all shit. You know, they, sh- they should have just let, like, I would love to have just been an acapella guy. You know, doing GCSE music. Let me lick you up and down till you say he stop. 
here's your A-level. But this is GCSEs. I know, but it was so good. Here's an A-level. Mary, get them outside. That's what I say. That's what I say. Get people outside. Practical life skills. You know, that's what, that's what I want to see. Yak McConnell says, if you had to appear on a reality TV show, which would you want to be on? And which do you think you would have the best chance of winning? Good question. Because people always say, oh, you do stand-up. And oh, would you love to go on, like, I'm a celebrity and all that? Or or Celebrity Big Brother? No. I've got an email. I got an email once going, yeah, we're producer Celebrity Big Brother. Um, just sounding people out for their availability. I mean, I'd love to know where I was on their list. You know what I mean? Because you probably got, like, Lady Gaga, number one. Scroll down, 400, Dean Gaffney, 827, me. If I went on to Celebrity Big Brother, everybody would be like, who the fuck is this guy? It's Celebrity Big Brother. But there'd be seven people from Northern Ireland going, yes, mate, the ambassador, you can do it. Um, honestly, I wouldn't like to do any of those. I, I, I wouldn't do any of those shows, I don't think, because you, you, you don't want to be known. Now, obviously, I'm not a celebrity, but you don't want to be known as... There's that person who just does like the reality shows. They're just famous for the sake of being famous. I'm way more interested in just being good at stand-up and the things that I do. So, oh my God, that's such a wanky answer. But also, what'll be funny is in 15 years when I have to do a reality TV show for the money and everybody just plays this clip. Uh-huh. Thought you wouldn't do it. I'm like, hey, I need that cash. Um, What I would love to do is like, you know, like a, a fun... So, obviously, I like football. I like traveling. Um, I like all that kind of thing. So, if it had, like, a stand-up element to it, I would, I, would, I would be interested in that. Or, I don't know if it was something I enjoyed, but those ones where it's, like, you're just well-known people in a place, twats in a place, I don't think I'd want to do that. But if I had to do one of the main ones, um, maybe... Fuck, I don't even know. Maybe Strictly Come Dancing or something because you get shredded, you know. You you come out with a good body, so maybe something like that. But I wouldn't do it. Rebus, I once forgot... Rebus, I once completely forgot to take the tea bag out in brackets. I know, I'm sorry. When making a cup of tea for my mum. When she drank it, she sucked a little on the bag. I mean, if we weren't so far into lockdown, I don't think I'd find that funny, but... She drank it. She sucked a little on the bag. I mean, you know what you're doing there. She had no idea what it was and promptly boked on the kitchen table. So have you ever made anyone physically sick or vice versa? Well, not through that method, let me tell you. You pervert. But, uh, no, I'm joking, but I'm not. Um, have I ever made anybody physically sick or vice versa? Uh, has anyone made me physically sick? No, but when people do describe gross things, I very quickly stop them. You know, like in WhatsApp groups when somebody's like, what's this, mate? Like my mate, I'll not give you a surname so it's not incriminating them, and I don't think he watches this, but my mate Ryan sent a WhatsApp video in, and it looked like a film, so I was like, what's this? Like a scene from a film. It was a guy... (laughs) It was a woman with a fake leg. Like a wooden leg. A stump. And she was fucking a guy with the stump. And that's WhatsApp for you. You know what I mean? So 
the second I realize what's going to happen in that video, I go, no, 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 stop. I don't understand these people who are in the, like, disgusting stuff because it makes me feel bulky and I don't like it. I don't like dirty talk, dirty things. You know when people are, like, chatting about... God, I don't know, when people are... Watching videos of people being sick or diarrhea, all that kind of thing. Stop doing that. That would that would make me feel sick, so I never let it get that far, but that sort of stuff would have the potential to make me feel sick. Um, let me see. Lo- loads of Instagram questions. We'll get through these, and then we'll wrap it up. But remember, there'll be a brand new podcast next Wednesday. There'll be one on Friday. Patreon every Monday. There'll be special episodes. Right, here we go. Anne McFadden says, long-time listener, I think, says, how does your dad, how does your dad feel about being famous and why has he lost his tan? Is he taller now? Has he, has he, has he scared recently? Uh, okay, a lot of questions there. Yeah, for some reason, my dad was like, a couple of days ago, my dad goes, watch BBC Newsline tonight. I thought it was maybe something to do with coronavirus. Somebody felt would apply to me. I'll be honest, I didn't watch it. I start to get messages. Oh, why, Dennis? I was like, oh no, what? My dad's on the news. Oh no, he's joined a paramilitary or something. Thankfully, it wasn't that. My dad was out for a cycle, and Tara Mills from BBC Newsline interviewed him, and I was like, oh no, he's gonna say like this coronavirus, a load of shit, you know, all that kind of thing. I was like, no, please. But then he just speaks well about it. He got away with it. There's wee shots of him pouring a wee flask of tea. Uh, you know, and and that was subliminal advertising for this podcast. But yeah, he just basically said he was, you know, keeping his social distancing. Him and his mates go out in the bicycles, but they know they can only go out two at a time. So, I mean, it was a great performance. It was a very, very well articulated, good performance on BBC Newsline, and and it was good to see. But Anne says, has he lost? And why has he lost his tan? Um, b- because it was just winter, you know. It was winter, and now it's getting into the good weather. So he'll be, he'll be out in the garden with the speedos on, and the and the you know crisp and dry. But yes, he, you're right. He, in like the Dulux paint chart, my dad's normally mahogany, but at the minute he's kind of oak. But he, he'll get back to mahogany. Michael Thompson says, "Question for the Table Me podcast: Alongside your cup of tea with an Ulster fry, what is your weapon of choice? Brown sauce or ketchup?" I mean, this is a question we've had before, but that will definitely not stop me answering it. With an Ulster Fry, if you don't know what an Ulster Fry is, by the way, it's our wee local delicacy, it's our dish. It's mainly a breakfast or it can be a lunch or if you're a fucking freak, a dinner. I I, I don't understand that. But by the way, me talking about this now makes me want one, but also because I'm gluten-free and dairy-free, my version of Ulster Fry would not wet your whistle. You'd be like, oh, God, help him. I've also got to go to 17 different shops to source my ingredients. But I don't know why I said ingredients. Like, I'm from California. But, yeah, I go like this. I put my two sausages to the side. Sausages, right? I put my two sausages to the side of the plate. Not off the plate, just to the side. And I pour ketchup on the edge of the plate by the sausages. So it's not on the, like, main plate side. It's on the edge. So it doesn't interfere with everything else. And I only eat my sausages, red sauce, and the rest of the fry, brown, all the way. So I've got a bit of a mix going on, but there is kind of like, there's a bit of order to it, you know what I mean? It's not just chaos, it's not just red and brown, which is never good to have red and brown. Mm. The video's going to reset in a wee second. 
and then it'll restart. I mean, you don't need to know that, but that's just me sort of keeping myself right. Okay, we got another question from Harvey McClurkin. Great name. I'm off tea for Lent, meaning I only drink coffee during your podcast. Am I still illegally allowed to watch them? Yes, yes you are, but it has to be through a friend's laptop. You can't on your own, because the second you say to yourself that tea is disposable, that you can do without it, that's when you're kind of out of our tea party. But if it's only for Lent, that's fine. Watch it on somebody else's laptop. Don't insult me by watching it in yours. Um, I didn't even know Lent was still going on. I didn't know people were doing it in general, but fair play to you. I couldn't go off it. But, um, yeah, it's weird that you've gone off tea. I mean, go off coffee, because coffee kind of sends you a bit nuts, doesn't it? But um, I don't know why you'd go off tea. I don't know why you would, and I'm upset. Okay? You've upset me. Andy Skilling says, Can you do more Bunter Castles and Keith Cruz stuff? No, mate, because there's a full lockdown going on, so I can't break it to go around to Karen Bartlett's house with a camera. But... We did do that Keith Cruz video recently, telling people to stay inside, and I got Kieran to film it. Uh, I presume his fiance Chloe did it, did the filming, but um, he did that to his house, and then he sent me it, and I put it into the video because I'm Steven Spielberg, <laughs> guys. I'm Steven Spielberg, but yes, I mean obviously we will do that. Um, we have an idea for a wee online Keith and Bunter video series. Also, Ben Ben McGold asked that as well. Any more Keith and Bunter coming? Yes, there is. My voice just broke there. Cool. There is. But obviously, when this whole lockdown thing's done, that's when we'll get back into it. Orla says, firstly, congrats on you and your wife. To you and your wife on the on your big news. Thank you with a wee bambino. What did you think of the celebs doing Imagine? It literally made me want to self-isolate forever. Any chance of a virgin from you in the Northern Ireland comics. I mean, we definitely should have done that. If you haven't seen it, loads of like celebrities, well-known American actors and actresses got together and sang, Imagine all the people. And me doing that is why I didn't get asked to do it. It's proof that I shouldn't have been asked to do it. But, um, oh, look, I think it was, I think people will think it was sweet. I didn't think it was sweet. I thought it was a bit terrible. Like, just I was just like, oh, no, it made me feel uncomfortable. Because everyone in the video looked like they were hiding something behind their eyes. But um, but look, I guess millions of people saw that. And the majority of them went, ah, that is lovely. I will imagine all the people, you know. So it's, it was nice. But at the same time, a bit a bit terrible. We should have got together, the Northern Ireland Comedians, and done a version of it. Yes, we should have. But we didn't. And the time's now passed probably where we can do it. Because that's just the way the, the news moves so fast nowadays that... Like, it used to be when I was making videos, you could still, two weeks after something happened, do a video about it. Whereas now, unless it was a massive story, you kind of have to be on it on the day or the day after. So, Orla, that was a good call, but we just didn't get to it in time, I guess. Bradley Seller says, although this is obviously shit, surely there's part of you thinking I can get material out of this. I mean, you've replied to a picture of my podcast, so I hope you don't mean that. hope you mean this whole COVID 19 situation is there part of me thinking i can get material out of this i mean no because well yeah in a way if something happens personal to me and it's funny then I'm, i'll i'll do that but everyone will have material but it all stand-ups so the trick is have material that isn't the material that other people are going to have if you can do it which is easier said than done nathan morrow what do you think of a shaven mickey bartlett Yes, Mickey Bartlett, out of just pure boredom in lockdown, shaved off um, his beard. 
uh, which was actually very nice, and I'm very jealous because I can't grow a beard, but Mick just went clean shaven for like a wee funny Facebook video essentially, and really f- to send the picture into our WhatsApp group and go, what do you think of my face? Uh, <laughs> and I, I love Mickey's face. Um, what do I think of it? I think it shocked me a wee bit at the start because I'm used to the mixture with a beard, but um, I think Mickey is still beautiful, so I accept him, beard or no beard. Joe says, just want to say thanks for the great podcast and really enjoying the extra ones during isolation. What are you looking forward to doing when we get our freedom back? Freedom! I am most looking forward to... I'm most looking forward to doing stand-up. Definitely just doing stand-up again. I said this last week, I think I'll cry in my first gig back. You know, we shouldn't rule that out. But... I don't know, I just can't wait to get back to the comedy clubs, just hanging out with other comedians again, just performing, you know, because every day that you don't do this, and Jim Owen said that said this in last week's episode, if you didn't see it, uh, or the episode earlier in the week, he said that you, you get rusty so quickly in stand-up, and that's true. Like, none of us have ever really taken a, a break. The guys that do it regularly, you know, and I've never not done stand-up for more than a couple of weeks definitely not you know if i even feel a little bit rusty or if i feel like god i miss doing stand-up i just go to a comedy club and ask can i jump on and do a set so i just i just can't wait to get back to it i mean i really really am feeling you know fomo i I genuinely am but the good thing is that i'm not the only one missing out on it you know had to reset my wee camera there. Yeah, stand up. I just can't wait to get back into it. I really, really, really miss it. And, uh, oh yeah, same with family too. <laughs> you know, those guys definitely a thousand percent. Ideally, I go down, see my family on the way to do my first gig back. I can't wait. Honestly, I'll never take stand up for granted again. I mean, I didn't really ever take it for granted, I don't think. But playing stand up, I also can't wait to have a big game of football. Oh, that'll be class. One Flying Irishman says, With the prospect of no gigs for the foreseeable, have you and your fellow comedians considered an online stand-up night through the likes of Zoom? Maybe add a laughing track to take away the awkwardness of not being able to hear anyone laugh at the at the content. I mean, listen, we've all definitely had that situation before of no laughter at our content. Would happily buy a ticket for such an event. I'm sure many others feel the same way. I mean, I love the idea and I've, I've thought about it. I think we all have. But the problem is, stand-up's all about like the environment that you create. You know, it's about the the energy in the room. It's about the live experience. So I don't know if that could be done well, and that's our big fear of, you know, not executing that right, and then it's just very awkward and it's online forever. But yeah, I mean, if the, if there's a way to do it to a crowd, I. I, I don't know, I don't know, I, I do like the idea of it man, I appreciate that, but I just don't know if the execution would be right on something like that, but there's also the thing of like, it's not stand-up, unless there's a crowd in front of me, it's not really stand-up, so I'd almost prefer to sit it out and just wait until I can get in front of a crowd again, but I appreciate you saying that's something you'd watch. And I'm sure loads of people would, I get it, you know, because people want comedy at a time like this, but we'll we'll just have to hold our horses and then we'll get back to the comedy clubs. Nathan McLean says, would you rather wake up in the middle of a desert or wake up in the middle of an ocean in a canoe? 
definitely the middle of an ocean in a canoe because uh, I don't know if you've seen my arms recently, but we'd be hitting land by 12. Uh, I mean, but I also ideally neither of those things if if I had the choice, but I get that you're asking like I don't have a choice, but middle of middle of the ocean in a canoe, because canoeing would be fun, being in the desert would be, I wouldn't like that, like being stranded in the desert, I'd rather probably die at sea than, you know, die of the heat in the middle of the desert. Lorcan Rooney says, what was your best subject at school and what was your worst? I was not very academic at all, so... There's a lot of contenders for my worst subject. I'm going to say maths because I just couldn't do it. Still, I'm actually better. This might sound weird. I'm better at maths now since I left school and don't have to think about it often than when I was at school. Because it, it, it honestly messed up my brain when I was trying to learn it. I couldn't understand the key fundamentals of maths. You know, I just, I just couldn't. I couldn't get it into my head and the more I forced the learning of it and teachers were like, why can you not understand this? I was like, I don't know. And I tried to get my Maz GCSE three times and I failed every time and I still don't have it. But hey, I'm doing a weekly podcast about tea. So who's laughing now? What else was a bad at subject wise? Uh, technology. I was bad at technology. As anybody who watched the podcast with Jim Owen will know. When I was speaking like this here, because my mic wasn't set right. And I know that wasn't the technology I was doing at school, but I was bad at technology. My best subject was probably PE or English. Yeah, definitely English. Writing creative stories, all that kind of thing. And I always seemed to like my English teachers. So that, but no, I, was, I wasn't good in school. Ronan Burke says, Hi Fabio Sapello. Fantastic, get more puns in please. Here's a TBS situation that's riddled generations of sippers. You're at your granny's. Uh, well, I couldn't be. Because um, my granny's are no longer with us. <laughs> Imagine the podcast just faded down right now. So, thanks for the question. And my joke, man, we'll pretend, we'll pretend that's not the case for this question. She makes you a cup of tea and it's weak as piss. Basically, some hot milk. Do you A, drink it to be polite or B, sneakily nip out into the kitchen and pour it out? Uh, Ronan and I actually go for C break the cup against the wall and say what is this shit you know I think I think my grannies my grannies were were like direct people you know what I mean they said it like they saw it and they were both big tea fans as well so I think they would have appreciated me going look this is just not acceptable grandmother I never said grandmother but uh, but yeah, I wouldn't hold back on that. I mean, if someone makes a bad cup of tea, they need to know. At the same time, it's good to get appreciation for a good cup of tea. I'll always be the first to say, that is a good cup of tea. You know, so um, probably see. D McHugh says, who are some of your favourite artists or musicians at the moment? Um, I'm listening to a lot of... I got, I got a record player because I want to be hipster. And I'm listening to loads of old records. That I've got from different places. So I'm actually getting back into a lot of bands like Oasis, Rolling Stones, a lot of Motown, that kind of thing. But in terms of like modern acts, uh, I like that song by the Jonas Brothers at the minute. What a man gotta do, what a man gotta do to be totally locked up by you. I like that one. I like... 
I don't know, I'm not really into... About two months ago, I stopped listening to Radio 1 and, like, the chart and all that kind of thing. So, I, 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 I don't listen to the chart. I don't listen to... I don't watch music channels anymore, so I only find out about songs years later. So, nobody really at the minute. Ben Scott says, will there be another Keith Cruz Summer Soccer School video? Um, yes, there'll be something. Andy OC says, coronavirus gained a lot of political support in West Belfast by not recognising partition on the island. Infecting your Uncle Charles and postponing all foreseeable orange marches. Um, does that say Chucky or Corona? If it does, I appreciate that. Also, the Irish speakers will be loving it that I was able to read that and that I haven't translated that. So, um, I mean, I don't know if there's a question there, but I enjoyed it. I, I definitely enjoyed that. The next question comes from Daniel Houston, big friend of the show. He says, would you rather eat a toenail or drink sweat? Very mature question this week. I agree. I would rather... Fuck. See, if you eat a toenail, it could be pointy, and then it'll be in your tummy, and it might stab you. So, I'd... And then... It wouldn't be nice when it came out. So I'll drink sweat. Not a problem. Matthew Mernon. Good morning. Bit of podcast crossover for you there. He says, it's a daily PM briefing. Who's your dream lineup at the two lecterns beside Bojo? And what are they dishing up? So yeah, every day when Boris Johnson comes out with two mates, which is definitely cheating. Because it's like going to your mass GCSE with two mathematicians. You know, because he doesn't know the answers. But these lads definitely do. You know, X multiplied by 7, take away 5 equals pi. You just sitting in the exam hall be like, I'll be honest, I've got no idea. But here, this nerd will answer for me. And then Bojo's mates tag in and they're like, okay, here, here's the actual answer. You know, I don't like that he has those guys. But if I could pick an ideal briefing for Boris Johnson, I wouldn't like him to know until he walks out. And then I'd like, I'd like him to look to his left and his right. And whenever people ask him questions, I would like him to only be able to call on um, Marlon from Emmerdale and Ainsley Harriet. And to be honest, that would be TV gold. I would I would enjoy that. So um, that's that's it. And what are they dishing up? Well, Ainsley's dishing up a chutney, and Marlon's dishing up bants with Patty, Marlon and Patty. Those two rascals, what are they getting up to these days? I don't know. I don't even know if they're still in Emmerdale. don't even know if Emmerdale's still on TV, but there you go. It's a crazy time. Ali says, he doesn't, he doesn't, That that's not a podcast question. That's a chat that we were having about Inter Milan football shirts. So there you go. There you go. That's all you need to know. That's all the questions for this week. Thank you very much, Sippers. For getting in touch with your questions um, I really appreciate it and we have an email address which is podcast at gmail.com I think stroke hope that that is it because if it's not producer Dan will go fucking nuts like he always does you know he's always like squaring up to me even though there's a lockdown if like when I got that Jim Owen audio like kind of wrong he called down to my house and I was like are you not are you not allowed supposed to be in the house and he goes i'm allowed out for an hour a day i've just driven to your house to do this and then he headbutted my conservatory door and then um, there was like blood all over his face and he goes get it right next time so i i, I hope i gave out the right email there and uh and big mike was chasing down the last that video work my man was outside while there was a storm going on the corona storm and now he's indoors and he's he, he's still working 
He's working on a sketch that me, him and Aaron Butler did. And also, the man's an editing genius. So if you have any projects, any video projects that because of this whole thing, maybe you didn't get edited or you know you want something cut maybe you want to record a music video with you your uncle and a couple of gerbils and then you want michael to make it look like it's a post malone video get in touch with him michaelfoster.tv and he's the man to make that happen before we go bear in mind the next podcast you can listen to is patreon on monday it's a patreon only podcast Okay, it's just a, it's a, it's a secret cup of tea only for the Patreon crew. Thanks so much to everyone that signed up. When you sign up to Patreon for uh, starting at a five or a month, you get loads of wee perks. Okay, it's cheeky, it's very nice, and I'm going to shout out some of the Patreons right now. Patreon, <laughs> I should have this queued up. Patreon, we've got some Patreons. I'm going to give a shout out to some of the folks that are already on board. Let me see. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. I am giving shout outs to, in no particular order, Cormac Boyle, Julie, Matthew, Niall, Orla, Peter, Rebus, Wormball, Aaron. I'm giving shout outs to those guys and I'm saying thank you for your support. It means a lot. If you want to go see what the Patreon is, patreon.com slash podcast. You get a Monday episode, but everybody else, drink it up because you get a Wednesday episode of the Team With Me podcast. You get a Friday episode. Fill your boots. Tell your mates they're at home doing nothing anyway. Getting into trouble. Tell them, go on any podcast service. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that. <laughs> I could only name two. You type in Team With Me podcast. You drink it up. One episode a week is me with a guest. The other episode is like this. Just me by myself. The ramblings of a sexy idiot. That's what we're calling it. And uh, and yeah, I'm just going to crank these out. I'm putting sketches out pretty much every day. Uh, a couple a week are, are older ones that I'm dusting off and putting back out there. And the rest I'm, I'm filming new ones like the one I'm about to go record right now. They're everywhere on all my stuff like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, all that. I'm putting videos out because I just feel like this is what I should be doing. This is what I like doing. I like making videos. I like making content. I sound like an influencer. Uh, Hashtag productive. So thanks very much to everybody that's listened to this episode. Rudy Wolster, The Shane Todd Show is on tonight. If you're listening to this on Friday, the day it came out, 6pm, we're playing... Ian Vandal, Alice DJ, Born Slippy, you name it, we've got it. Guys, thanks a lot. I'll see you on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, all across it. Enjoy your tea. See you later. Bye.